At ASDefense.com, we were already selling the best knife brands in the world when law enforcement approached us about making them a knife. And so, the ASD Centurion was born. Centurion is made of tough D2 tool steel, has a full plane edge, and fully serrated spine. It's like having two knives in one. Centurion also has a gut hook, skull crusher, and storage inside the handle. Get your ASD Centurion today at ASDefense.com. That's ASDefense.com. Yeah, it looks like Elon Musk is running to China. Looks like the Chinese are okay with uh, giving him money for his vehicles and stuff. So there's that. After Americans have pretty much said, yeah, I'm sick and tired of you losing us money. Anyway, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send text messages to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. I would like to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range, located in New Carlisle. Of course, if you mention me, you get half off your range time. Use the extra ducats you just saved there to go ahead and buy some of the house ammo. It is phenomenal. You're already going to save money on it anyway because it's not your typical big box manufactured stuff. Plus, it's high quality, and it really does work very well. So you're going to buy lots of it. Trust me. Go get it. SecondAmendmentArms.net for more information. All right, what else? You got a bunch of quick hits here. Uh, they're all kind of tied together, so let's start. What do I want to start off with? Uh, the whistleblower's attorney. Again, the whistleblower, Eric, Charlie, Charamella. By the way, Fox News also told their people to not use his name in their broadcasting. So I just told everyone, just call him Charlie. Because uh, if you've been following along, you know the Charlie reference. If you don't know the Charlie reference, I'm sorry. Start listening to the program more. So the whistleblower's lawyer who bragged about a coup back in 2017 uh, is reversing course, is now saying that he's going to refuse to let his client, Eric Charamella, speak to the Senate Intel Committee. That's interesting. Uh, Senate Intel Chairman Richard Burr, Republican of North Carolina, told reporters on Thursday that the attorneys for the anti-Trump CIA leaker Eric Charamella have suddenly done a reversal after their initial contact with the committee. Uh-huh. Well, that's interesting. Once again, uh, as the impeachment process goes forward, if it gets to that point, he's going to have to testify anyway. Uh, New York judge has ordered Trump to pay $2 million for charitable foundation violations. The New York judge on Thursday ordered President Trump to pay a $2 million settlement to a number of nonprofits in a civil case alleging that the Trump Foundation committed persistent violations of the laws governing charitable organizations, according to a court filing. Now, this also comes out of New York, which has been very, very partisan against the Trumps and consistently opening legal cases against them. The lawsuit from the New York Attorney General Barbara Underwood alleges that Trump and his three oldest children ran the charitable organization in a way that flouted federal and state campaign finance laws during the 2016 campaign season, including allowing the Trump campaign to organize a fundraising event for the foundation in Des Moines. Uh, according to the suit, the Trump family violated the charitable foundation's tax-exempt status by turning it into little more than a checkbook to serve Mr. Trump's business and political interests. Um, I'm waiting for the family response on this and the docs and everything else because um, looking at the way that the judges worded this seems 
um, seems to overstep what the case was actually about. But I digress. Uh, looks like a campaign finance violation sort of a scenario. And that happens routinely. Um, this isn't a huge thing by, by any means. It's $2 million, not really a huge fine. Uh, lawyers for the Trump Foundation denied the charges, saying that all of the money raised by the foundation went to charitable causes to assist those most in need, and then argued that New York does not have jurisdiction over the president. Uh, the attorneys also are, accused the state attorney general's office of playing politics. Uh, Trump vowed in June of 2018 when the lawsuit was filed to fight the case, accusing, quote, sleazy New York Democrats of doing everything they can to sue me on a foundation that took in 188 million dollars and gave out to charity more money than it took in 19.2 million Uh, he says he wouldn't settle the case the judge's decision comes after the trump foundation in december agreed as part of the years long new york investigation to dissolve under court supervision which we reported at the time they were going to dissolve and then give away its remaining assets after new york attorney general accused the organization of a shocking pattern of illegality now they were not they were not convicted or found to have committed a shocking pattern of illegality. Um, So some of the language here is interesting. So I'm waiting for the documents to be released and for statements from the uh, the Trump side of things, because, again, the reporting on it um, doesn't necessarily appear to fit with what the case is about. We first started talking about it. They agreed to dissolve it, which I actually supported at the time. It's probably a good idea to get rid of the Trump Foundation, get rid of the charitable stuff. And if you wanted to do it, go ahead and, um, you know, start something new maybe later on because it had already at that point become a catalyst for controversy just because everybody was trying to say that they weren't donating. And then we kept finding that every time there's an allegation they weren't donating, we would find that they were donating. Sometimes they were donating later than they had promised to donate, but they did donate. So it's the the idea that um, this is some giant gotcha is yeah, it remains to be seen. We knew it was dissolving that they were going to give up their assets. So I'm waiting for the documents on this and an official response. So look for an update here in the next day or two. Uh, CBS has colluded with with ABC, almost at NBC, not NBC, but ABC. Now, I mentioned this with the Donald Trump Jr.'s appearance on The View because they were talking about how he outed the whistleblower, which everybody had the name Eric uh, Charamella for, you know, at least five days, at bare minimum five days probably longer. And I'm just talking about an official capacity five days. The name was out there for weeks, but official capacity after the real clear investigation and uh, OAN had it even before them that we had Eric Charamella's name. Now, again, he's not entitled to anonymity, folks. It's important that you understand that. If you do not understand what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the beginning of the show today in the hour one podcast when it is published after the show. He is not entitled to anonymity. Doesn't exist for him. All right. And I explained it. Uh, The executive can't out him because they're in the chain of command. The IG can't out him because again, they have a, an anonymity provision in the rules for the people that you report to. It is purely to protect him from being fired or demoted. It has nothing to do with the press or third parties or any of that. Uh, so Donald Trump Jr. is allowed to put his name out there, and he just he actually quoted an article that he he retweeted. So it's he didn't do anything that was unprecedented. Um, but on there, 
you know, they were attacking him for outing the whistleblower. And he goes, isn't it interesting that you guys work for a network that just outed the whistleblower for the Epstein case? Because remember, Robach over at um, ABC, Amy Robach, she's the one that had the Epstein story a couple of years, three years ago. And she wasn't allowed to go with it. She had one of the victims. She sat down for an interview and they said our editorials or what is it? Uh, news verification standards or editorial standards, whatever it was, wouldn't allow us to verify the information in this interview. So we didn't run with it. Again, this is the same ABC that at a drop of a hat without verifying anything will publish any salacious accusation against Donald Trump. They're also the ones who didn't bother to vet and put through the proper editorial process that it wasn't Syria that was in that video, but in fact, uh, a range in Kentucky. And so this is not exactly an outfit that gets to run around and say, we have great editorial standards and and uh, fact finders and that sort of thing. But he had a point. He's like, wait, what a minute. And by the way, Whoopi Goldberg did everything she could to get him to stop saying that. I mean, everything short of throwing a pencil at his forehead. She did everything she could to move on from him slamming the network that he was currently on for all of a sudden, oh, you don't want me to out that whistleblower, but you want me to out the whistleblower who made mention that you guys didn't publish a story about a pedophile. Great. So now we found out that CBS News, not ABC, but CBS News, reportedly fired the former ABC employee who had access to the video of ABC anchor Amy Robach accusing her network of killing a story about about uh, uh, dead-accused child sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein, who did not kill himself. Now, keep in mind, this is a Project Veritas exclusive. They're the ones that got it. And once again, we are running into people not crediting Project Veritas with the scoop. Robach was caught on camera alleging that ABC killed her interview with Epstein accuser Virginia Roberts, according to a video that Project Veritas released on Tuesday. Of course, the Daily Caller gave Project Veritas credit, but others haven't. A CBS spokesperson declined to comment to page six. The employee who reportedly accessed the tape moved on to a job at CBS News. Anonymous sources told journalist Yashar Ali CBS fired that employee, a woman, Wednesday after ABC executives notified CBS of the situation. Uh Uh-huh. Isn't that interesting? Of course, CBS, who did they hide? Leslie Moonves. ABC hid Epstein. CBS uh, did Leslie Moonves and, uh, was it Halpert or whatever his name is? Stephen Halpert, him? And then NBC, they hid Weinstein. Isn't that interesting? And now we find out that they all work together to make sure that all the employees who out them for that get fired by all the networks? Huh. Huh. How interesting. Uh, Then you have ex-Twitter employees have been charged for spying for Saudi Arabia. The Department of Justice announced yesterday charges against two former Twitter employees for allegedly spying for Saudi Arabia, which analysts believe is the first time that the United States government has accused Saudi Arabia of spying on the U.S., The two former Twitter employees were charged, uh, let's see, um, see, Ahmed Abu Amma, whatever, Ahmed and Ali, they were charged. Uh, Ahmed is a U.S. citizen, Ali is a Saudi. In a statement, the DOJ wrote that the information could have been used to identify and locate the Twitter users who published these posts. 
So they were spying on behalf of Saudi Arabia. Been a very busy couple of days, to say the least. Got more coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm exhausted. What day is it? Is it Thursday? It is Thursday, right? Okay, so it's Thursday. All right, I got to tell you about what Bruno tried to do to my wife and I at Probaco last night because he tried to kill us um, in, in the nicest possible way. So my wife got the veal, which is great. And I, I, I had a whole thing about how she hasn't ordered veal since that one time I tricked her into eating veal. Remember that? And now she's ordering veal. She's like, whatever, right? You know, baby cow. I'm, I'm all about it now. So she ordered veal. It was fantastic. And, of course, massive plate. We put pictures of this up on the Facebook page. And, um, they, by the way, Brandy, who's, the bar, who's one of the bartenders over there, Brandy, she has a signature recipe for Bloody Mary that I swear to all of you on Joe's health is the best Bloody Mary that my wife and I have ever had. And it's her signature recipe. She won't tell you what's in it, but it is phenomenal. So if you ever go to Bruno's Perbaco in Elkhart and Brandy is working and you like Bloody Marys, for the love of all that is great, get one. You will not regret it. Joe's health depends on it. So I got the pork chop because I was like, you know, I said, here's the deal. I'm going off of the diet today, Bruno. Just tell me what you think I should get. And he recommended the pork chop. The like two inch thick pork chop, which was dripping with juice when you cut into it. Absolutely glorious. Perfectly cooked. We also had the, uh, it was a bang bang shrimp, the the perbaco shrimp, which is like a spicy shrimp. Uh, I think it's like their their version of the bang bang shrimp, but also, just phenomenal food. Massive portions. And did you see a picture of the carrot cake? You didn't see the carrot cake? Okay, let me, hold on a second. I know, I'm going to go over my time on this read, but listen, there's, there's a reason for this. They're known for giving you, you know, large portions anyway, right? Bruno's, Perbaco, and Elkhart were size does matter. Okay, that's their whole thing. Um, the carrot cake was the size of a newborn baby. <clears throat> The picture that I took with my fist next to it did not do it justice. Everybody in the family ate off of this one slice of carrot cake, which I was assured was the normal size that they give to everybody and was not a Casey Hendrickson size. So this is what they give to people. One slice of carrot cake was bigger than some of the cakes that you buy in the grocery store. The entire thing. So all of us ate off of the carrot cake yesterday. There was still some in the fridge when I left for work today. It was, did you, do you see that? Okay, that picture, Joe, I swear to God, that picture does not do it justice, not even remotely close. So we took it to go, right? We took it to go. She couldn't close the container. So I said, all right, we'll lay it on its side then. I'm okay if it's on its side. She lays it on its side. Still had to squish it down to fit it in the to-go container. That's how big this thing is. Look at the amount of people who reacted to the the carrot cake on there. 
It's a carrot cake. It's huge. It was great. It was my wife doesn't even like carrot cake and she loved it. It was phenomenal. So listen, here's the deal. Thursday, it's uh the draft beers, all draft beers are on special at Bruno's Probaco today. So go to Bruno's Probaco. They're on County Road 16 in Elkhart. When you go in, please let them know that you are there specifically because of me. Okay. I had some questions about that yesterday. Some people were asking if some of the folks were in there because of me and uh, so make sure you let them know that I'm sending you out there. Brunosperbaco.com, County Road 16 in Elkhart. Big plate Italian food. Trust me, you are not going to regret it. Don't order too much, though. Holy smokes. We rolled out of there, and we suffered for the rest of the night in with a big grin on our face, though. All right. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, the United States basically planted a giant bleep you in Germany to the... Um, who was it that we were insulting over there in Germany? I'm trying to think of who it was. Was it the prime minister or the foreign minister? So we basically flipped off the foreign minister of Germany, but he totally deserved it. So hold on, just relax, chill out. I'll tell you why. Ambassador Rick Grinnell plants planted a Reagan statue at the Berlin embassy as the German government snubbed the United States. As the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall approaches on November 9th, leftist German Foreign Minister Heiko Maas published an essay in 26 European countries. He thanked Germany's allies for their contribution to bringing down the Iron Curtain. He did not mention the United States at all. Single-handedly... The most important country to taking down the Berlin Wall is the United States of America. It's not even remotely a debate. The foreign minister of Germany wrote an essay that was published in 26 countries thanking them for their support, did not mention the U.S. at all. U.S. Ambassador Richard Grinnell He's amazing, by the way. Retweeted a post by conservative foreign policy spokesman Nor- Norbert Rotkin attacking Moss over his failure to thank Germany's most powerful ally. Quote, in his op-ed commemorating the fall of the Berlin Wall, Mr. Heiko Moss failed to explicitly mention the USA for their contribution to German unity and in his gratitude. This does not do justice to history and constitutes a, an historic mistake which is completely incomprehensible, Rotkin wrote. Now, he's, he's German, by the way. Ambassador Grinnell, who is welcoming U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo back to Germany today, served as a soldier at Germany's uh, Grafenwar training grounds during the fall of the wall, responded by installing a statue of Ronald Reagan on the roof of the U.S. Embassy in Berlin as a major bleep you to Moss. It's a glorious statue, too, by the way. It's a seven-foot statue of Ronald Reagan that is partially visible, almost as tall as the man himself, which is partially visible from the street. It will be formally inaugurated by the Secretary of State Pompeo on November 8th, the day before the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. I will not play Ronald Reagan's speech today. We will play it on the 8th. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. What was that, two years before it happened? I think it was two years before it happened. This jack wagon 
runs around and publishes articles in 26 countries, thanking them for their support of Germany over those years, when it was the United States who kept West Germany from getting consumed by the East. It was the United States who almost single-handedly was responsible for taking down the Berlin Wall. I should say having it leading to the conditions to take it down. Let's not forget who provided aid to all of those people in the numerous emergencies that happened and the Berlin airlift operations and all of that. Guess, yeah, remember who did that? Us. This is why it is important to teach history. If you have people running around erasing major swaths of history, things get forgotten. The German people who have always been eternally grateful to the United States for what they did during the Cold War are all of a sudden being taught by their foreign minister that the U.S. had nothing to do with it. So good for us, giant Ronald Reagan statue you can see from the street. You bet. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.